Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of No Ride Around. How are you, my friend? Dude, I don't know, I'm drinking a hot Americano that you brought me with oat milk in it, so not only is it the best drink in my hand, but I also didn't pay for it, didn't go and get it, it just like magically appears, I'm perfect. <laughs> Universally, you will pay for it. <laughs> like, no, no, like I, I... The universe will, will, will get you. You know, I just spent, I spent the weekend with my uncle and... Uh, we were doing a, a race in Utah and we had other people as part of this event. One other guy, another one of our riders, Brian was, was there with us also. And we've got this road trip thing down now where. I should know, hope so. You've had like eight of them since January. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> but we got it down and, and um, you know, if you have a big group with like lodging and food and gas and, 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 and one dude pays for everything. And yep. at the end just goes, Hey, this is what it is each. Splits it up. However many. But because I've driven to Southwest Utah now four times, it seems like, already in 2021, I know that it's exactly six tanks of gas round trip. So if there's three in the car, that's one per, right? Like one per on the way out, one per on the way back. So we just alternate yeah. fill-ups. Yeah, that's what we did um, when we went to Bentonville. There's right. three of us. There's three fill-ups on the way out, yeah. three on the way back. You just alternate, alternate yeah. fill-ups. So easy. So so much easier. Um, so we're, we're finishing up the trip last night or so, and my uncle's like, oh, well, you know, what, what else is left? I go, dude, you know what? Between you and me, man, it always evens out. Yeah. It's a little here. It's a little there. You and I are the same way. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Coffee today, coffee yeah. manana. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good way to be. I, um, I was talking about that with one of the staff members here at the shop, too. Like with, you know, 10 minutes extra hurt early here versus, you know, staying 10 minutes late there. And so. Yeah, there's... um. I was having a conversation with another person about their employees and getting them to understand that like, Hey, your way may not have been right. And that's okay because we need it the right way for the, like the whole, the big thing, you know, and people the struggle big with thing that. that is the business. Right. Yeah. And people struggle with that because in a lot of like, especially in like corporate America situation. And I know we like, we talk about corporate America the same way we talk about Starbucks, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of like holding like a gross sock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyhow, with, with so many of them, and by them, I mean people that work in that world, are always about, you know, they're in their own advancement, right? Like, right. I'm doing this one so I can move to that, so I can move to that. It's all like vertical jumps as they change companies or whatever it may be. But when you're working with a small business, it's, hey, man, like, if you make the right decision for the thing, then the, the minute of 10 minutes here, 10 minutes, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, make the right decision for the thing. Is it the it was it the right decision? Okay, do that. Yeah. Did did we get to open a week, a month, a year? Right. Or whatever. Like was the service what it needed to be? Right. Did, was the product what it needed? Like think about the greater picture here, you know, and yep. not so much just about like your role within it. Totally. As is always the case, we end up in a in a very uh accidental segue into our topic today, which is and the more I thought about it, so the, the topic is basically going to be kind of, uh, I don't know, a little bit of a state of our industries kind of discussion. And I feel like when we set out to do the podcast, you know, th- almost three years ago or whatever it was, um, in our heads, we were going to have a lot more small business focus. And I we think, we, one, I we think we've one, done one. We did one episode of it and the listenership was like, yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> um, 
but you know, we both have, the more I thought about the concept of the episode, the more I realized that in terms of industries that have been impacted in positive and negative ways, um, the most in the U S anyway, really the only other one outside of the fitness industry and the bicycle industry would be the restaurant and bar industry. Right. Like we're insurance probably stayed about the same. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. <laughs> you um, know, so our, our industries respectively represent a small percentage of, of, of industries within the, the U S that, um, have seen a lot of impact due to the last 14, 15 months of the pandemic, the, the ins and outs of, of all that. So uh, it became kind of a, initially it was just like, yeah, man, I'm aggravated and you're aggravated. Let's go be aggravated on the air because damn it, we have this podcast and people will listen to it. <laughs> and now which I think, is definitely going to be part of this. Episode. For sure. <laughs> okay. So like if you're ready to hear some angsty sort of George Carlin shit, gear up. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think in both of our industries, there's a lot of misinformation that's been propagated by, um, and it, it's, I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and like bang the drum of like, you know, media bias. I think it just has to do with not knowing, um, yeah, know, maybe on your side, maybe a little bit of media bias, um, as we discussed just a little bit pre episode. Um, but like. At the store, we deal with a ton of bad information that comes in off of pinkbike.com, Vital, um, direct from CEOs of companies. So there's just not good information for the most part, I think, from the people like the boots on the ground, the people who are, are living our respective industries day to day. Well, and and I think what, you know, you don't want to say the media is the devil. That's what you're trying to avoid saying. And I can, yeah, for sure. I can appreciate that. But at the same token... We'll summarize this. Today, we're going to bring a little bit of light into the eyes of people who do what I'm doing right now. I'm pulling up my phone. Okay, I got an iPhone here. And I'm going to thumb swipe to the left. And it's going to give me top stories and trending stories right here. This That accessible took less than a nanosecond to slide my thumb. But the stories are one sentence, not even. They're about nine words and then a series of dots to click on. And what a lot of people do is they'll pull over and see just that. Prince William releases heartfelt statement on Prince Philip. Oh, yeah. Dude, did you hear about that? Yeah, Prince William, yeah, did the whole statement. And then people will take that sentence and extrapolate from it. I didn't read the article. I didn't click on it. First off, I don't give two shits about Prince William. <laughs> they need the bullshit, okay? But at all, all right? <laughs> Zero. But even if I did, most people won't click on this and then read the whole article and then do a double check on Hey, that same story, but from a different point of view, different article. Okay, now I've read 12 articles. I've looked at four different sources. I've seen where the sources came from, and now I'll have a conversation. No, we swipe here, we scroll up, and we go, oh, got it, got it, got it. Now I'll go talk some shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, read the headlines. Skim the headlines. Don't read the details. And then you're an expert. Yeah, you're an expert. And, and with the with as, as dynamic and volatile as the year has been with information – if you take things at surface level, you're going to be woefully underpowered if your position's challenged uh, or, and this is why I think it helps with your business, if empathy is needed. Because this is a weird spot, but all right, without telling our listeners the numbers, 
Uh, Basecamp is fucking crushing it. Okay, but not just Basecamp. Right, it's every but bike like shop. Every bike shop is crushing it right now. There's been a lot of years when bike shops did not crush it. Right, there's yeah. been a lot of years when I've worked through them. 2009 was a nightmare. And even beyond that, there are many years when you have sale tags on stuff. Yeah, you just have stagnant shit. Yeah, this year. No stain, no, ain't no like, such thing. So we were in St. George for uh, what was supposed to be True Grit, never happened. Um, we talked about that on, on the last episode. And the day before the event, everyone's flooding this shop down there. Redstone Cyclery, awesome dudes. And uh, they're buying up all of the fall and winter riding gear. Mm-hmm. Now they had sale tags on it because the shit wasn't going to sell. And then all these people come in and buy all of it. I'm like, dudes, I bet you wish you took the sale tags down. And they're like, yeah, no doubt. And then the race never happened the next day. It was like the ultimate win for the bike shop because yeah. they just emptied out old Emptied inventory. it all out, yep. But you've had old inventory as part of your career, your whole career. Yeah, there's there's always there's always something on the floor that right. you're just like, mark down a little bit, still doesn't move. Mark down a little bit more, still doesn't move. Finally, you're like, you know what, man? Wholesale, get this thing. I like Get the money back. Yeah, right. No and such then, thing as bad inventory And right then now. it becomes giveaways. Yeah. If you guys are wondering why bike races give away the like, neon, neon of weird color-schemed helmet, it's because the shop that sponsored the event couldn't sell the fucking thing. You should see the <laughs> box of shit I have for the next time we have a raffle. <laughs> Dude, I have four left shoes because someone stole the fucking other one out the door. <laughs> but yeah, so Basecamp's crushing it. I'm going to say that for you because you can't say that without looking like a douche. So Basecamp's crushing it. However, your service side of things, not like service uh, on bikes, but the service to the people that are helping you crush it. Yeah. If your customers don't have empathy for the fact that you don't know when stuff is coming, that you aren't in charge of supply chain beyond clickety click, click, click out of like five different sources. So you have five sources you get shit from. If they're not at those five sources, you can't get it. Yeah, but I can get it from over here. Well, I know you can, dude. You can buy that one obscure bolt from like that one obscure website out of the Czech Republic, but that's not how we order stuff because that's not our business model, right? Okay. It doesn't It's it's impacted your me. Like our relationship as far as me being your your go-to guy for brake levers for your wife's bike. Can't. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, with experience comes uh, education, and I'm the most rehearsed motherfucker for XT brake levers. Anybody uh, listening to XT brake lever, don't call Harley. Call me. I'll get it faster, quicker, shorter. <laughs> He's got the part number memorized. <laughs> but but you need people, even though you're crushing it on the number side of things, it's very hard for you to be at the same level of communication in the same level of accuracy. One of your token phrases from the day I met you was uh, under-promise and over-deliver. Yeah. Not that you gave shitty promises, yeah. but you always said, hey, dude, I'll have that in two weeks. And you're like, dude, secretly, I'm going to try to get that in six days so I can call him because I'll be jacked up. Yeah. And now it's, you. A, that was a tenant of kind of like you as a service person in yeah. my head. You can't be that guy right now. Beyond not being able to be that guy, I've, as your friend know, most of your phone calls are delivering shitty news because you just got shitty news. So even though you're crushing it, the person you are at your base, like the the heart of you as a service provider in this world is having a hard time, but I can be empathetic to that because I've read more than the fucking swipe left headline. Totally. I've been, 
because I've challenged you. I'm like, bro, no, seriously, where's the Norco frame at? <laughs> you're like, and you're like, watch. And I watch you log in. Matter of fact, I know your logins because my memory's legit. I watch your <laughs> finger strokes. I just check myself now. But I watch you and you're like, dude, this is the yeah, here. information. This is the I information have. I have. Yeah, but what about when you email them? This is what they email back. Yeah. Hey, we don't know until China tells us. Yeah. And that, so we've been, I, I will say on the, you know, in my mind, I had kind of a mental list of like, you know, things that I wanted to address in this episode, supply chain, staffing, um, you know, just these, these tick lists of things that were like, man, what do I have to talk about? Cause my hardships compared to your hardships have been extremely fucking small. Um, and, uh, honestly, customer empathy wasn't even at the top of the list. It wasn't even on the list. We are so lucky that people have been pretty cool. Yeah. I think in, I'm not, I wasn't trying to put words in your mouth. Mm. I was trying to like set the tone for the episode a bit more. Yeah. But I think that the, the thing is. It, it may not be forward facing from your customers because as you say, they are being really cool. It's, it's gotta be super uncomfortable to be you because you have this, like you can't go around and tell your customer, man, I'm so sorry, man. Cause I really do. F- I want you, of course I want you to have the, like you can't have this like whiny poo poo little bitch conversation with everybody, Yeah. but I can just see it like tugging at you internally. Oh, sure. I mean, um, it's uh so when I say empathy, I mean, yeah, like, I think that's the umbrella for both of our businesses and we've both experienced some really good and we've both also been like, God, man, like I, I know it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think again, just to reinforce that, I think more than anything, like we just want to be good for our customers. And when things are outside of your control, don't allow for that. It hurts. Right. It hurts. Like it, it's, that's the thing that, that probably wears on me the most is, is the, not being able to call people and be like, dude, your bike showed up. Your helmet's here. Right. Your derailleur pulley showed up. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, I got one. Your road bike inner tubes. Yeah. <laughs> they're all going to be $13. Yeah. Um, well. Let's get back on track. Yeah, let's. Uh, let's <laughs> <laughs> so I think universally, I think everybody is aware that the bike industry is crushing it. And so I don't think we need to like stay on that for too long. We haven't really talked much about your side of, of this in the sense of like what you've played it very close to your vest because it's been just between you and your members and your staff. And like, I respect that, like that you don't need to air that dirty laundry, but like what's, what's your, what's your thing right now? Like what's the, What's the heaviest thing on you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the uh, the issues with the health department, I would say. Yeah. What you're alluding to. Yeah. Um, first and foremost. So, um, I actually just, prior to us recording, as I pulled into your parking area here, I just finished my second interview with a reporter about our current situation with the health department um, that I've had in the last week and a half. Um, so... I I understand I'm not the most upstanding citizen on the planet. So when I drive to work at four o'clock in the morning um, and I'm going down Yale to Broadway, I go through two stoplights, right? 
And at four o'clock in the morning, oftentimes, you know, about 50% of the time, those stoplights are red when I pull up to them. They're red at four o'clock in the morning with not a soul on the street. And so I used to slow down and now I just barrel right through. You know, I'm going to see headlights coming in the opposite direction. <laughs> I got a brand new truck. I can jump on the brakes on the binders if I need to. Yeah. But it's four in the morning. No one's on the road, right? And so if I'm coming up on a red light and no one's on the road and I'm going straight, like, who is it harming for me to go through the intersection? Right. It literally is harming nobody. The purpose of the stoplight is to create some order, some understood rules so that nobody gets hurt, right? Um, when cars first were invented, they were reckless, dude, because they were sharing the road with horses and with people and they like had shitty braking and acceleration and they were dangerous and they were choking people. Like They were terrible. So they had put in some rules so that less people got killed. And then people are still dying, so we do a seatbelt rule. And less people got killed. And like, and that's kind of how those things evolved. But if I'm out on the farm, on a truck, in the pasture, driving around, probably not wearing a seatbelt. You know what? Fucking not going to hit anything. I'm going eight miles an hour, right? Up a hillside in the pasture. I'm not wearing a seatbelt. Silly rules are silly rules. Silly rules for the sake of just having them, for the sake of having them. They came from a good place. But the world is not black and white. The world is gray. And... This is where I'm like a very um, juxtaposed position because I believe in black and white. Like fundamentally, I believe in black and white with decision making, with motivation, with uh, living your life because I believe that life is a series of decisions and decisions that are yes or no or this or that help there to be progress. Decisions that are like, ah, maybe tend to be no decision. So in that tone, I believe in black and white. But rules held black and white uniformly 100% of the time in a gray world create a lot of strife. In the, the COVID rules, as we've navigated them for the last year, have been a gray world because it's constantly changing, right? It, change, it changes on, uh, you know, the rates of hospitalizations and infection rates and on death rates and on, like, population. Like, everything was a, a variable, it was a big gray world. Well, it just keeps getting passed through different filters of new information. Totally. Right? So it has to be gray. But the rules written are enforced black and white. And that's where the Department of Public Health's policies on COVID rules pertaining to fitness and gyms, for me, became the red light at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, their rules, as written, make sense. From a 30,000 foot view, even from a 10,000 foot view. But when you get into a micro view, they're a little bit mm, tough to be 100% all the time. So they made some variances, some exclusions. Like you and I having this coffee inside of a coffee shop. Once we're seated, don't have to wear a mask. Not seated, getting the coffee, leaving the coffee shop, put a mask on. Okay, that seems kind of silly, but why, why is that the rule? Why is that fair? Well, because you can't drink a coffee through a mask. So you have to be able to take it off. So we have to write a variance to the rule that allows us to take the mask off and drink our coffee. What about a restaurant? Well, you can't eat food through a mask. So you can take the mask off when you're seated, seated and eating. Yeah, but you can have a bunch of strangers sitting at a restaurant table and eating a meal. Well, yeah, they got to eat. Yeah, but what about the whole COVID thing? But well, they're at their own table. Okay, because they can't eat through a mask. So I guess the only problem that I have is that you can still do fitness through a mask. Like, 
you can physically do it right. through a mask. Yeah. You can't physically. Because you're not actively eat, putting something you're not in your face hole. putting something in your mouth hole. Yeah. That you can see. I mean, you are trying to put as much oxygen in your yeah. mouth hole. Yeah. But you can do that with a mask on, so you have to wear a mask. Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, but that's the rule. Yeah, but it's not the rule for like the coffee shop and for the restaurant and for the bar and for the like, but it's, and it's not the rule for like the kids sports team. It's not the rule for the outdoor sports, it's not the, but it's not the rule. Yeah, but it's the rule for you. Yeah, but I, I just can't see why for me, if I'm physically distancing, not, and I'm doing contact tracing, I'm not a super spreader. I've not been a hot spot. I've not had cases translated back to us. Like people are self-regulating. We do have temperature. Ch- like this isn't happening here. Yeah, but that's the rule. Don't see how that makes sense. I had a, um, I just had a thought that you and I never ever discussed, but so the mask thing is a, is a, is a mandate, right? Mm-hmm. The, you, you can find a hundred videos of people who are saying it's not a law. It's not a law. It's a mandate. It's not a law. And I know if I'm at target or King supers or even whole foods to a certain degree, there's some places that, if somebody goes into those establishments without a mask on, and I think it's individual to the company and somebody refuses, that's kind of where that employee has to drop it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like they can't, the employees. And I think it, it whole foods and, and Trader Joe's are probably different. Um, but like, I know at target, if you see somebody walking around with a mask, like there's literally like the employee did what they could by saying, Hey, can you know, please sir, madam, can you wear a mask? And that person says no, like they're not allowed to pursue it beyond that. Yeah, I think it's the same. It's the same. Like uh, I remember working in the mall as a kid, like with shoplifting. Yeah. Like if somebody takes off from your store and stole something, you can't like chase them and tackle them. Like right. You, you, they, you, there's like rule oh, the way the laws. Right. You know what the mask? I, I, it, it's all. You know they're working off of implied consent, right? Right. And so I don't know what the rules are on that. I don't really. I didn't. Dig well, into I just it. It was like I was like. Could you just have told the health inspector, like, I don't know, I tried to get them to wear a mask. They all refused. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that was where my that was where the first in my series of events that led us to receiving a closure order. <laughs> um I gotta tell you, I mean, we're 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 kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but when you sent me that, like I had a on bike workout that night and all I could think of like my heart was just in the fucking basement I o- over it. the whole thing. It was, um, you know, it was one of those typical loudmouth Justin got himself in this situation. That's how that one happened. But <laughs> that was that, that one's a hard hard one to sour patch. So I, uh, I, I, I don't. I'm not like a COVID doesn't exist kind of guy, right? And I, of everyone you know, I promise you, I want COVID the least, yeah. right? Like there were those people that are like, man, give me that, I'll take it, I yeah. beat it, yeah, bro. I, I don't want a fucking hangnail. Right? Like, I don't want a hangnail, let alone yeah. some, like, infectious disease yeah. that affects my respiratory system that I don't know the long-term of, like, sure. fuck and off. I, I think that's super important. Like, you know, it, it. this sounds, like, very, like, pounding on the the counter, like, you can't make me wear a mask. Yeah. But, like, every time you're here in the store, every time I've been out in public with you, like, it's it, it, it we need to get away from that, right? Yeah. I, listen, I adhere to the mask rules, right? Um in everyone else's businesses <laughs> and, and, and in public. And I do all the, you know, I do all this. I, I, I just wash my hands and use hand sanitizer all the time because I just like to be clean, period. Yeah. Like, it's just one of my deals. Um, I with, mean, you wear white shirts. I don't. Yeah, right. Look at my shoes. Yeah. Okay? They're bright white. So, I like to be clean. 
Matter of fact, I have one dirty bike in my garage right now, and my skin is crawling. You're all like, uh, I'm like tweak, uh, tweaking. Here. <laughs> um, but I, I do not want COVID. If I um, am around anyone that I know that had COVID or what, like I'm super leery. I flew on planes a ton during this pandemic, and sitting next to somebody bugs me out. Yeah. Um, but in my gym, no one has masks on. Right. Well, I also know every single person. I know intimately these people. Right. Right. Um, and I know that they know if they brought COVID into the gym, you blow the whole shit up. Yeah. So I do trust as much as like you say you have great customers. I know you have great customers. I love the people that come to our gym. And I trust them to self-police because I also have received in the last year dozens of emails from people that were like, hey, man, I was in New York. My friend had it. I'm not going to come in for two weeks. Hey, man, we had people in town. One of them had COVID. We're not going to come in for two weeks. Hey, my cousin's sister's dog's best friend's petunia cutter yeah. got it. And they're, we're not going to come in. I don't know where that came from. Um, like, so they've been self, and I get, I get every one of those emails. The right. health department doesn't see that. Yeah. So I have all this confidence that goes, man, I know it's safe in here. Yeah. And, um, well, we've often talked about in bike racing and, and whatnot, like the filter, right? Totally. Yeah. And this scenario is the filter of the filter of the filter, right? Right. right? right. The people who want to be in the gym space right now are going above and beyond. Right. And, and they've understood, like they've accepted the assumed risk. But they've also understood what it means to accept that risk. They have to be intelligent. And so, yeah, there's this like really mutually beneficial kind of like melting pot of people that um, I believe are pretty safe to be around, right? Mm-hmm. And so... And it, no, a lot of our listeners have not been to E3, right? They don't right. understand that the format of the place and the first, the whole premise of what you do is small groups of people mm-hmm. with lots of space. Yeah, the one thing that hasn't really affected us in the very beginning, it did the capacity stuff, but inside, like after the first like two months of being open, the capacity stuff didn't really affect us. Even though, if you are um, a government agency providing me free funding for whatever yeah. crazy sideways program that's out right now, totally affected us. But <laughs> capacity didn't really hurt me because we are small group, right? Yeah. So we were built for COVID. Um, anyhow, uh, we didn't do the best thing, and in you know, not doing it actually. Um, benefited us more than it hurt us. I lost some members that weren't comfortable with us not having masks on and they've yet to come back. They have now started coming back because they've been vaccinated. Right. And they just said, hey man, I, I can't be in there um, with the way that you guys are running things. I respect you guys, respect the way you're doing. I just can't be in there. I'm like, hey man, I respect you for that too. I'm not charging you. We'll suspend it. There's no penalty here. Hey, if you need help, if you want some travel workouts, if you want me to like... If you have a question on something, like don't feel free to totally reach out to me. You want to come in at our downtimes and do like a body scan just to make sure you're not like losing it too much. Like I'm all the way, I'm I'm still your coach. I mean, that's been the crux of our relationship as it pertains to E3 for the last year. Totally. So like, let's keep it alive, right? But now they're vaccinated coming back. They're like, dude, I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, cool. That's great. So... Anyhow, we, we, we lost, you know, we lost quite a few people, but we gained a lot of people because we said, hey, we want you to do this, this, and this to feel confident to be in here. These are how we keep things clean. Just work with us on that. Hey, you're going to have chapped fingers because you're going to be using sanitizer a lot when you're in here. Help <laughs> right. us out. And we actually gained 
quite a bit of people because we didn't have the masks on. Hey, I don't want to go orange theory wearing a mask. I did it twice and I felt like I was gagging. Hey, I went to CrossFit. I had to wear it twice and I felt like I was gagging. Hey, I went to insert blank, right? Um, on March 15th, 2020, if you wanted to get into a highly aerobic or uh, a hit interval style workout program, maybe you wanted to like start doing um, really serious training on your bike or you were running for a marathon and you've never done this thing before, you would reach out to maybe a local health professional, probably not a doctor because they're like, you know, probably not your best health professional, <laughs> but like an exercise specialist or somebody in that field and they, you would say, hey, I'm wanting to challenge myself both aerobically and muscularly at the upper limits of my ability. What are some like just good general recommendations you would have for me? Well, um, what I would recommend is that you uh, make sure you have a really good sleep schedule because that's how your body repairs and I want you to make sure you get sleep. Pay attention to your food. You want a good quality food. Pay attention to your hydration. Like water is life. Drink as much as possible. And when you're doing these activities, one of the key fundamental things is to fuel your oxygen levels to the muscle through blood and through breathing so that you could continue to perform. March 17th, 2020, you said all that same stuff applies and I want you to try hard for oxygen, but I want you to put a piece of cloth or paper over your face hole and try to get that oxygen. Like it just, yeah, that doesn't work, right? Um, and now I get what people are saying. Yes, you can work out in a mat. I, I totally agree. You can do it. You can do it. But if I asked you to do your very best at something physically, would putting a mask over your face be one of the, like the last thing? Like I, I got my single speed, um, my, I got my unitard on, my full skin suit. I've got some chamois cream so that the fabric doesn't rub on my armpits and my groin area. Um, I've got a special hat that comes and sinks all the hair close to my head. I've got aerodynamic goggles. And I've got, what's the last thing I got? Oh, um, I'm going to put an intrusive object over my mouth hole. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I'm not a psycho, bigot, ignorant, dumb fuck. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying my first role in this world is to get people motivated to do things that they didn't want to do or that they couldn't do themselves, but they secretly desired. My second role is then to say, once you've got the gumption to get started on that, to give you a path to do that successfully. And then my third position is to track you and keep you on that path when you go sideways. For, I got to bring you back in, to keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. and, and in all of that, I have to have your best interest at heart. And, and I have my member's best interest at heart when I say this shit. Look, I'll work out in a mask if I had to. I'll work out on my own because I can without a mask. Look, I'll keep myself going. I don't need the gym. I don't need E3 Fitness. I don't need that as part of my life to like feel satisfied. I don't need that as part of my life to like feel like I mean something. Give me a bajillion dollars right now and I can entertain myself. Okay. <laughs> You're just fine. Just fine. But my job is to serve the people that want to be served and to help them be better humans. And that's that's the lens that I see my role in. And if that means I'm making decisions that aren't in line with the health department, then that's between me and my membership. I agree. But I also want to touch on the fact that regardless of Justin, the coach and, and gym owner, I think it's important for people to understand that it's not just you stand like choosing. This is the hill that you die on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm right. You're wrong. Fuck you. Like, it's not that entirely. Um, 
what I watched and what I witnessed was a constantly moving target. Like the goalposts kept changing mm-hmm. week yeah. over week, month over month. And so for to kind of circle back around to the black and white rules and the strict enforcement or even a strict interpretation of them by the person who's visiting your place is ridiculous because they're getting updates and memos and shit, but I've never granted I'm in a wholly different, you know, bandwidth as far as business goes, but I've never seen an, anything issued from the state health department on best practices for a retail space. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah. I didn't, there was two months. Like there's a, a sign we're supposed to have in the front of all of our businesses. You can print it off of the Denver site for free. You're supposed to have that exact sign in your window or you get a fine. I didn't know that right? until some other business owner came in and was like, yo man, like if you don't want a thousand dollar fine. So like, the communication from the powers that are making the regulations to the people who are supposed to be implementing the regula- regulations in some sort of meaningful or consistent way is non-existent. Yeah, there, there's... Or minimally existent. No, that has been... And so so my first violation with the health department did not come out of me planting this flag and dying on this hill. We ain't going to wear masks. It came because... When we did reopen, right, my life was watching the news, right? For those for the eight weeks of the quarantine, mm-hmm. my life was watching every single night at five o'clock watching news. Every Friday, I, I listened to Polis and Hancock's updates. Like I was Johnny on the news because I was waiting to see what I could do, how I could pivot, when I could open, when we could resume, whatever. Like life was on standstill. Plus, I had a lot of free time. But um, how many miles? How many outdoor miles did you ride yeah, in eight weeks? A- April. That was a thousand thousand mile month. Outdoor thousand mile a month, first one I've ever had in my life. Um, but uh, we we were on it. Now once we opened up, you know, life got busy again. Yeah. And yeah, there is no there's no one spot to go to. And so when I when I opened, we didn't have to have masks because we did physical distancing. Right. But when the state order went into play a few months later, that's when we had to have the masks. And I just kept following the city orders because I didn't know that the state like order what superseded yeah. that. Like, Hey, listen, I I'm not I don't work at the government building, so like right. no, forgive me for not knowing exactly how this all works, right? Right. So when we got our first violation, they said, "Yeah, you need to be following the state order." I'm like, "Dude, I'm following the city order." Well, the state order supersedes the city order. How did I know that? Yeah. Do I it's look your, like a fucking politician? It's your responsibility to know. That's what they said. Bullshit. I was like, "Bro, um, the list of responsibilities getting a little long. If you guys think that I have the bandwidth for all this, so they gave me a citation, thousand bucks." They came back within 36 hours, second citation, thousand bucks, because I hadn't implemented it from the first citation. I'm like, dude, try having a conversation with your spouse about something within 36 hours. Right. You're gonna miss the mark, right? Like so many times Abby's like, dude, you know we have dinner with so-and-so. I'm like, no, I didn't know that. She goes, Yeah, no, I haven't been able to tell you yet because I don't know, it's only been a fucking day and a half. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Like, so so we were um the second one came within 36 hours. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't able to disseminate this information to my entire staff and every single customer that comes here within 36 hours. Sorry, I don't have that sort of like megaphone. You know what I mean? Um, you ever send an email and it takes like a few days for somebody to get back to you? Well, bro, I don't check my email. I, why don't you put it on social media? Yeah. Well, I don't check social media. You got to text me. I don't do text because I don't. You, you got to call me. You got to call me. Okay. I call one. If you're over 70, I'll call you. If you're over under 70, I'm not calling. So 
it uh that you touch on a really good point like understanding it became another full-time job in the last year and then this whole swipe left conversation about information dissemination it's i had a customer come in um after the latest updates about masks because now half half of colorado is in a green area or whatever where you don't have to have a mask on right but it's mostly the rural and super small communities yeah they're in They're a, socially distanced by virtue of the fact that they live in the fucking middle of nowhere. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You seven mobile homes don't in the middle of the fucking desert don't have to have masks this, on. This tornado target is safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're all related in the same anyway. So, like you're probably, um, so, so most of the state is like that in Colorado, yeah. right? But now where we are, right? In Denver, Boulder, shit like that. No, like, no, you Millions have, of people. So the, the day that that announcement was made, a dude comes into the gym and he's like, no masks. And I'm like, mm, no, no, bro. Like, it's Denver. We still, I think we're going to have them through May. What? No, man. It's no, no, man. So now I'm, because I have to be on the news, I'm now educating other people that are kind of in the news, but yeah. not kind. I'm like, I'm supposed to be teaching this dude how to squat. I'm not supposed to be teaching <laughs> him about like the current, yeah. like metrics on COVID and the rules of the masks. So it's just, it, it's, it's challenging. But look, it's my job yeah. also. So like I'm not skirting that responsibility. It just could have been done a little bit easier um, across the board. And I'm, I'm okay being told that I need to be better. But I like to be told, hey, you need to be better in this area and this area. And these are the tools to do it. Instead of being told, here's your $1,000 fine, fix it. But can can like we work together on this a little bit? So we had a series of these violations. And then ultimately, as, as we talked about, we received a shutdown. And then in that shutdown, uh, I had to write a written mitigation plan about how we were going to reopen. That had to be uh, taken through the health department, and they had to sign off on the mitigation plan to set a virtual conference, whereby I got on a virtual call, Zoom call with the department, and and basically they got to hear me say we'll do the mitigation plan. They got to punch <laughs> holes in it, ask questions, challenge me. That went over well. They came to remove the sign. We were shut down for ten days. Uh, it was actually two weeks. Um, because of how the scheduling worked and we were shut down for two weeks and uh, we're now reopened. We all have masks on, but just to be keeping it real, we have masks on our facial structure, but are they over our breathing area? Well, the health department, when they took the mask down said, Hey guys, like if you need to catch your breath, you can take the mask off. If you need to recover, you can take the mask off. If the mask on while they're doing the exercises and like inhibiting their ability to do it, they can pull it down. I want to be like, Hey, bro, why don't you just come to a class? Because for 45 minutes, all of those things apply. So now everybody's running around with like old 1920s chin straps on their, like football yeah, chin straps yeah. on their faces. Um, and they're just sitting there collecting sweat, but we're following the rule. And that brings me all the way back to the red light. Yeah. It's a really silly rule when we're now in full compliance because people have these stupid paper masks around their chin. Yeah, But we're in compliance now. I'm telling you right now, if you've never been to our facility, there's the same amount of air breath being blown all over the whole yeah. space today as there was a month ago with no masks with the chin mask. It was two years ago. Two years ago. I think another observation that I made that is a thing that you've most certainly had to deal with that has not entered into the bike, or at least my bike realm, was an openly malicious, vindictive, and he, she was gunning for you. Like these people, like they got it in their craw or they, you said something like, it seemed to me, and maybe 
it's just you communicating a story and me puffing up for my buddy <laughs> and thinking the hell with that person. Obviously they're targeting you, but there was a couple of people on a couple of different levels that seemed to be actively trying to hurt your ability to do business. You're uh, you're in a retail space and you're on a very public street mm-hmm. for retail, right? Mm-hmm. He's not like, yeah. you know, how many um, health department officials have come in to check on you? Fucking zero. Okay, I had 17 visits. So. More than an average of one a month. 17 visits. Now, the Denver Department of uh, Public Health and Environment, they just released their their statistics uh, for the first year of COVID on violations. And um, of the, like... 287 businesses listed on there that received a violation or something like that. Um, I'm five of them. I'm the only business that's had five. There's only only other businesses that have had repeat have been like a two. Um, I've had five. Now, hey man, if you're gonna be the best at something, dude, I must be the only one. You know that's what it right. Like in their mind, in their mind's eye, the way to defend that would be yeah, but Justin, you're the only company. That is just unwilling and refusing to follow the rules. Re- really? That's must what be the only one. Yeah. In in the Denver metro area, I'm the only one. So I have five. And that's why I just finished up with another reporter. As I said, like reporters are calling me because they see the report. <laughs> they're like, holy shit, and this they guy go, Justin. Wow, has five. How does yeah. he have five? What's your story? And I tell them the story and, and you know, yeah. I'm going to need to go into that. You guys can read their articles. They're online. But yeah, I just, no part of the bike business is, is openly malicious right now. Mm-hmm. And it seems, again, both on the state level and on the public level, that you've had some pretty open targeting and, and maliciousness yeah. impact your ability. And at the end of the day, I kind of don't care where a human lands on safety protocols for COVID as long in their personal life, as long as when they're in a public space, they follow like doing the same speed as the people on the highway. If everybody's doing 75 and a 65, then you're really being more safe than doing 60 and a 75 with everybody else. Right. Right. Yeah. And so to a certain degree, I kind of, and not for nothing, like I've made my decision about what I'm doing as it pertains to E3 until just after April 18th, when I get my second shot, um, and that was my choice. And anybody else that was a, is a member at, at your space can make that choice as well. And the thing that frustrates me is, is seeing how the things that you've had to do when you're just trying to keep the lights on and pay the people that have come to rely on you. Yeah. And like that's, that's the frustrating thing. It's just like, just let the guy work. Yeah, I, uh, I've had a lot of, <clears throat> I've had, you, you included, but a lot of people have been like, man, man, how you doing? You know, how, how's, how's it going? And I was like, I don't know. You went to Hawaii a few years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, I went to Hawaii. Cool. And remember when you got back from Hawaii and everyone was like, hey man, how was your trip to Hawaii? And you're like, I was in fucking Hawaii, you dumbass. Like It was amazing. It was, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. It was fresh fish and fruit and I was on a fucking beach. It was hot and fucking sunny and I didn't have to work like... I was in Hawaii, it stupid. Was sick. What? How do you expect me to answer that question? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I fell in a fucking volcano and died. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't be here to answer. People are like, man, how's it going? Really? That, 
take a just mm. close your eyes and guess, right? It's <laughs> it's hard, bro. <laughs> but, it's fucking hard. Um, I don't know this thing that you took like like you've been doing for 13 years now and it took you that one to build it and it got cratered and you lost 40% of it overnight. How, how does that thing do? Yeah, how's that feel? That one? Oh yeah. I don't know. How's your dead dog, dickhead? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> on the flip side, that hasn't been my attitude. No. My whole attitude is like, dude, it's fucking awesome. And it's awesome because there's people that will, when, when they had to do the mask thing, Abby's like, man, you know, I think everyone's going to wear them because they just want to be here. And I go, Abby, these motherfuckers would wear a pink tutu and a construction helmet and walk backwards if we told them that was what they had to do to come here because they want to be here so bad. Totally. Right? And so, like, th- that's what they're willing to do. The, the reason I've been able to stay positive is that I had to go for the last 18, well, not quite now, but for the last year, I've been able to have absolutely zero business-oriented growth goals. <laughs> You're like... So, so my only goal is the doors aren't locked. George Carlin, I referenced at the very beginning. He has this comedy bit, and he and he said, "Because uh, these people, yeah, these people are whining. They're talking about like my means. I I just can't meet my means. I can't I can't meet my means." And he says, "Drop some of your means, right?" Yeah. Well, you know the best way to ensure that you hit all of your goals and have zero disappointment is to have zero fucking goals. Yeah. And that's what I did with E three. For the last year. And that doesn't mean to sound like a defeat. Like business del- development. Like, totally. Like, like growth, right? Growth. Like, yeah. I mean, not, no. Like, listen, no, you've had goals to be open, yeah, continue to provide a good open, service. service yeah. And my, my uh, employees have gotten every dollar of payroll, whether we were open or closed, the entire time. I've met with them every single week. Staff development. They've gotten smarter. Like, we've done a lot of shit, right? We opened a second facility. Like, that opened up. We added a cycling element. Like, we've done stuff. But in terms of goals... For growth, zero. What's your marketing strategy? Nothing. Why not? Because how do you mark? Hey, uh, selling uh, AIDS over here. Got AIDS. Anybody want AIDS? Got AIDS. Got AIDS. Free AIDS. Free AIDS. Cheap yeah. AIDS. Like, yeah. No, no one wants to buy AIDS, dude, because that stuff's nasty. Yeah. And that's how, um, that's how it felt trying to sell a gym. Yeah. Um, until people got frustrated enough to say, "Man, fuck it. I, I, I want." I want this in my life. But again, that just adds to the filter. Right. So I also think the big challenge that the health department had in, in, the, in the plight that I share with them is this. Uh, it's the Kardashian effect. Yeah, Harley just looked at me like he smelled a dirty sock. Like <laughs> Here's what I mean by the Kardashian effect. When this whole thing happened, no one knew how to navigate it. Right, and there are no black and white rules that can satisfy every situation. So the best rule, if we had one, the very best rule is the same rule that would have applied to cars when they were first created and they were navigating the roads with hum- with horses. Hey guys, like, pay attention to everyone around you, and stay within like your area, and just be safe for yourself and for everybody else. Just kind of like take some personal responsibility for your actions and their outcomes. Oh, all right, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Personal accountability is not a thing right now. Personal in the world. Personal in the world is a hard thing to make as the rule when a show like the fucking Kardashians can be number one selling TV show. Right. Like, if we're dumb enough to watch these motherfuckers on TV all day doing whatever the fuck they do, because I don't know. And no offense if you watch the Kardashians because you just need to like, get out of your mind and like watch some dumb shit. I hear you. I used to play fucking Tetris. Like, I'm not mad at you, Okay. 
but it's just some super dumb shit. So like just, and you know that if you watch it, you know, you it's know, dumb. you're not bettering yourself. Okay. But if it can be that popular, it means there's that many people on the planet that want to watch other people just do some dumb shit. That means that we can't just say everyone be super, super, super smart all the time. So I know that they're trying to do their best to make these rules. Fortunately, I feel like my circle is full of people that are evolved enough to understand personal responsibility. And I get the benefit of that. Um, and that's what it ultimately boils down to. So once you can trust people to make decisions for themselves that are safe for them and the people around them, then you go, cool, now we don't need to worry about this so much. And uh, and that's where I feel like we're at now. And that's where 2021 has been an awesome year for E3. Our growth has been great. The energy has never been down because I can sit here and piss and moan and kick stones. And I really haven't done that with you yet. This is the most we've done. Um, But I'll walk into the gym today and be super jacked excited because it's just nothing but positivity in there. That's what you go there for. You Mm -hmm. go there to be better. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been the energy the whole time. And so the people there, the people here at this bike shop, like they're good people. And so that makes it all okay. That's why I haven't been bummed. Yeah, no, it's good. No growth. I mean, but you know, not bummed. Well, and you know, I think attitude, mindset and attitude are a lot for everybody right now. Well, dude, 24 hour fitness went out of business. Not really. They filed bankruptcy and they get the corporate jargon. That's like, I'm bankrupt, but we're still open type of thing. Yeah. When I go bankrupt, you'll know it because there won't be the shit anymore. (laughs) It's gone. It's gone. You know, (laughs) we, uh. I'll play this one a little bit close to the vest just because we, we did pick up another brand and they're small and they're a cool company. But literally days after we gave an order, there was a, an article was like that they filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> like what? <laughs> and uh, it, in, in true corporate bankruptcy speak, it was just a debt restructure kind of thing. Yeah. But like you see that and think to yourself, man, I just gave these guys an order and yeah. that night, one of our staff members texted me an article and says, oh, you know, they filed for bankruptcy. What the? What? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I've been in business a long time. I still understand all that stuff. Those little, those little loop. hell, I got a business degree. And I don't, get, I don't get how that all works out. But, you know, that's why. Uh, it's a debt consolidation, right? Yeah. That's all it is. It's, it's just, just way big dollars. Well, which is what, it, you know, to bring this a little, to circle back a little bit, when we first talked about and started the podcast we that first episode about business was the idea of us being a lifestyle business versus like a, a bottom line numbers based mm-hmm. business we do this because we have a passion for it and we would probably do it even if it wasn't a business if it was just a thing like if there was no base camp cycle bike shop you would still be answering questions about bikes to everyone who fucking knows you absolutely and then you'd be working on bikes with them and you'd be riding bikes with them and hell you guys might even get together and like make a t-shirt with like a agreed upon like symbol to talk about this is the way we ride bikes together <laughs> and then maybe like a dude who you guys didn't know that well but he's like a friend of a friend's like that's a super cool shirt symbol and you're like yeah we put it together because we ride bikes and we like work on bikes and we talk about bikes and he goes man i'll buy one of those shirts really yeah i'd like to buy one it's 20 bucks i'll buy one for 20 bucks and i bet you my friend will too and then boom boom ipso facto you got a business now in a whole bike shop. <laughs> Shit. And like, <laughs> we ended up back in the same spot. Right. You're the same. But because you do it because you love it yeah. and it's your life. And I do the fitness thing because I love it and it's my life too. And that's why we don't understand what 
debt restructuring and bankrupt but still open means. No. If, it, if this fails, it just goes away. It goes away. Um, you know what statement? I can live another hundred years and never hear again and be totally okay with. What is that? It's a good problem to have. Oh, dude. Good yeah. problem to have. No, yeah. it's fucking not. Yeah. I'm, of course, referring to not being able to get product. Yeah, so pivoting off of my uh, COVID rants, um, your biggest issue has been your demand is so high and you are hamstrung with supply because you don't build the parts. Yeah, and even more than the actual supply, it gets back to the the news reference that you made earlier, just being able to swipe over and look at news. The amount of nonsense that... The, the people who are looking for bicycle stuff fall into one of two categories. Um, I've had people who are completely unaware of any shortage. What, what do you mean you can't order it? What do you mean? What do I mean? Um, or people who, and I'm going to put a little bit of a target on his back. And I haven't, I have to admit I did the like swipe to the left, skim the news thing. Um, one of my favorite people in the bike business is the CEO of Santa Cruz, Joe Graney. I love his perspective on bikes. Um, I've had the chance to, to hang out with him, um, at the old shop. And it was one of those weird industry goals that you didn't know you had until after it was over. You're like, that was pretty, pretty damn cool. He did a podcast as a guest, I think on the vital MTB podcast or whatever. And I understand, and I'm sure that in the context of the entire podcast, what he said about bike supply made total sense and was accurate. But literally back in February, nine out of 10 customers were walking into the store saying, dude, I just heard this podcast with the dude from Santa Cruz. And, uh, is it true that if I order a bike right now, I won't get it till next May. (sighs) (laughs) Kind of, (laughs) 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 but what and and again it's just that misinformation it's a lack of good information and people cherry picking bizarre tidbits of information and like hanging their coat on it and being of the mindset that well, I don't even know why I would bother to try to get a bike if I can't get it till May 2022 well yeah I would definitely take up like take an interest in back, basket weaving you'll probably right, have right. way more fun until then but the reality is, is that every bike shop in the country has had orders on the books since July of last year that will be filling. And we have continued ordering things from last July through this winter. I just ordered 2022 model year products from Orbea. If you come in and walk into a shop and say, I need this bike in this color with this kit. Yeah. You're probably going to wait a year, but if you want a bike and you're flexible about what that bike is, it may not be tomorrow, but every bike shop in the country has product coming in from today all the way through May of 2022. Right. Yeah. I, and without getting too particular, there was somebody I was speaking with. They're like, man, I can't believe I'm still waiting for X. 
how did you get why? I'm like, because it was right there. I put yep. my hand on it. Mm-hmm. And it was right here. And so I just took it. Now, it wasn't for me. It was for, for Abby. And it was an awesome, it's an awesome bike. Mm-hmm. Right. And I go, cause I, cause I was like, my hand was on it and I go, is this, can I buy this one? Yeah, you can buy this one. Cool. I'll take it. I never text her anything about the color. I was just like, no, it's this bike. <laughs> so no, like this very special specific thing you wanted. It's yeah. It's not. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to have to, that's an individual's choice, right? Yeah. Well, and, and even to take it a step further, a number of people on our team have very specific bikes on order but have an understanding that they come when they come. Right. And, you know, with reference to a, a couple of our teammates in particular, they've been, whether they've been frustrated or not, they haven't been frustrated with me because they understand that they ordered something super particular. And I have no, con- I could log in today and check the dates on those products and they're probably better than they were two days ago, or they might be worse than they were two days. It literally changed. And that's the other thing is the best way I can describe it to the consumer. And I've used this scenario a bunch of times here in the store to kind of convey what's happening as far as information disseminating from the manufacturer to the shop. And the best way to describe it is a game of telephone. Do you ever play telephone when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. So never works out. If you had a bizarre childhood and never played telephone, telephone is a scenario where you get a row of ten people or however many. Usually, it was a class full of people, so like thirty, right? Um, and somebody would start like a sentence, like or a secret or whatever, and then by the time it got through all thirty people, the information was changed, skewed, incorrect. It it was such a far departure from what the first person had said. And that's what's going on in the bike business. We have a scenario where the supply chain is pretty complex. When you look at lead time for orders, a lot of people are unaware that uh, to get a bike or, you know, to, to get things ordered, oftentimes the manufacturing purchase order goes in 12, 18 months ahead of when this, the project, the product is scheduled to be at a bike shop. So there's a, there's a ton of latency there, but imagine you have a supply chain manager in Asia, who's then talking to a supply chain manager in North America, who's then talking to a warehouse manager in North America, who's then telling a sales manager, who's then telling your direct sales rep, who's then telling you so that you can then tell your customer. Right. That's what's going on. Yeah. That is not an exaggeration at all. So if there's more than, you know, referencing your 36 hours about getting information from a state health official to you, to your staff, to your members, it does. It's not happening. It's not like this guy who's 12 hours time different is communicating with somebody in North America on a business day, like his business day and that person's business day. So even just the first transition of information already has 18 to 24 hours. If the, the person was immediately on their emails and the delays just keep happening. So by the time I talk to my sales rep at insert, any of the brands that we work with at 
insert any brand that does business in North America at any bike shop, the information could be seven to 10 days old. Right. Well, how relevant is it now? Probably not very relevant. And so that's a big challenge. I can't, I can't build in enough under promising to account for other people not getting information where it needs to be quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and there's, um, you know, our last episode, one of the more recent ones we talked about, like scheduling out in advance. Like, right. Understand like, Hey, there's this thing I'm going to be able to use this bike come spring. So in the winter, I'm going to do this, this, and this, because it's just preparedness, mm-hmm. you know, with maintenance or whatever. Um, right now I got like one of my uncles is, a. Got to order on that model, the Tesla Model X truck or whatever. You oh, know, like, right. The Cyber Model truck. X truck. The Cyber Truck. He's got Cyber the Cyber Truck on order. And he's also got um, like one of the dope versions of the Bronco, I think, on order. Uh-huh. And then like some other car he's going to put on order, right? Um, and he's like, yeah, well, the deposits are small on them all. And like, pff, who knows which one's going to actually ship. And so like the Tesla truck, the Cyber Truck's like been delayed and delayed and delayed right. and delayed. You don't see him pissing and moaning about it because you're like... Oh, well, I get whatever I get. If I get, maybe I won't get what, like, I, I give them a pass because it's a, like a luxury mm-hmm. thing, you know? It's like, it's not the truck. He, he he can still drive to work, yeah. you know? Yeah. So a lot of people with COVID learned, like, I got to get into some other shit. And so part of the reason your industry, and not just bike, it's backcountry ski, it's hiking, it's like... Motor, motorcycles. Right, motorcycles, for sure. I was out at Erico Motorsports talking to those guys. And right after, like the in the within the summer, they like, dude, we had no bikes on the floor. Yeah, everybody came in and bought everything we had, and then we couldn't get them. Mm-hmm. He's like, we literally our showroom had nothing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these experiential, lifestyle based, active outdoor lifestyle. Hey, I'm sorry, bro, that you just decided to start riding bikes, and now you're all <laughs> super pissed that you can't get the best of the best on yeah. your time. To you know, we've been here for some years now, right? Yeah. Like. So everyone's all hot and bothered. Um, Well, and people get super emotional about the things that they view as a release. And I do too. No, yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. You know, um, really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I say it with love. Um, So, and and I had a real hard one the other day because, you know, again, to just reference that whole planning ahead thing, we did have a customer who ordered a bike in October. For a trip to Moab in April. And he called two weeks ago and asked where his bike is. And we have a new guy who didn't like, I know this guy's name off the cuff, off the top of what his bike spec is, what we're waiting on for him. Like, I know who he is. The new guy didn't. And uh, <laughs> he's like, sorry, bro. I mean, he obviously did not say this to the customer, but he got off the phone. He's like, huh, guy probably should have planned his life better. Well, actually, Planned about as good as you could expect anybody to plan right. their life. Like he uh he he did about what you should do. And so it's hard, man. Like it gives me heartburn looking at some of these sales tickets going back to I I looked, I was going through it the other day. I had one from August that we're still waiting on the guy's bike. And there's just no solution for that. Yeah. There's just there's not a solution. Luckily, he's also super cool. And again, to circle back around to the the empathy and the understanding that we've been very fortunate to have. Uh, the, (laughs) if, if I was waiting for a bike since August, 
I probably would have just bought something else or 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 not Started be running. a mountain biker. <laughs> that was you know um and I guess it's probably not what we should be saying because we are very loyal to the brands that we work with. Uh, but you believe you me, me before you, if I'm waiting since August and I get this, it just, it ain't here. Yeah. I'm just going to get something else. Yeah. But that one is, I'll take that one. Yeah. yeah. But that's not the one you wanted. Dude, my wants really changed. To like My want is a bike. Yeah. Not yeah. that bike. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how do you tell somebody that though when they're like, well, and again, he, cause he's read the reviews on it. He like, you we we do get attached to what we want like yeah. we want that yeah. I want that one yep yeah it's uh and again he it, it's a you're always thankful for it being a unique scenario with a customer like that this particular guy splits his time between two different states so he's off in some sun baked place playing in the water while we're here in Colorado dealing with Colorado weather and so he's like I don't really care as long as it's around April so you know. Any other customer, this would be a nightmare, but for him and for me, we both have the luxury of it being something a bit different. Yeah, well, that's kind of hard, too, because you're talking about, um, you know, it's the the people who, who need a bike now are those that don't have a bike. Yeah. And so those are your new, those are your new customers. Yep. Yeah. That's a new rider. That's a person who, like anyone who picked up mountain biking in the last year, Trust me, it's not usually like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can usually get like whatever you want, whenever you want, as long as you have the money. Um, and so, it, it's getting a lot of people a bad first impression of the bike business as a whole. As a whole, and in the bike business as a whole, to almost everyone who's new, is not this supply chain from Asia all the way down to your local sales rep. It's the bike it's shop. You. Yeah, it's me. It's it's hard. Full stop. Base camp. Like that's like. No, dude, I try to get into biking, but fucking Harley at base camp. Can't yeah. even like get a bike. And then I try to call him and he's like, I don't know, bro. It's like, this is fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah. And like, <laughs> but you work the problem, I think, is the the thing is, you know, we ordered more bikes than we need on the the hope that we get most of the bikes that we need. Right. We got off-site storage because I can't put another layer of building on top of this one to store bikes. So you just work through the problem. Yeah. And, and and I think there's a lot of really resourceful bike sh- independent bike shop owners, bike villages, and and that sort of thing. They're, I think, bike village might be out of business, right? I don't know. I like I thought so. I don't know. But it's, one of those it's kind of like a twenty four. It's like a twenty four hour yeah, fitness yeah, yeah. deal. Yeah. But like the brick and mortar, the the boots on the ground, the the bike shops with the real bike people who have a passion and an enthusiasm for the sport, they're working the problem. Like we want these people to have their bikes and we want to continue providing that service because we care because we can put ourselves in the shoes of the people who can't get out and ride. Like if I couldn't go ride my mountain bike later today, I would be miserable. If I couldn't have gone out yesterday and done the gravel ride I did with Colin and Brad, like, I would be miserable. So we have we, the empathy flows the other direction too. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and it's stressful, but just don't say good problem to have to anybody that works in the bike business. Cause it, it's not. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> I would say, much rather just sell yeah, you things. Yeah. Anytime you say the, the words back to back, good problem, 
Just smack yourself. <laughs> just like, have you ever had a good like a good problem? You might have had a good thing come from a problem. Yeah. You might have had a good outcome from a problem. But at no point in time, you're looking for you know what I'm looking for today? I'm looking for a good problem. Yeah, I'm looking for. I was, like, I was looking Sudoku, for something to have to figure a, out. A Sudoku puzzle in the newspaper <laughs> might be the only good problem you're looking for. But like, <laughs> you went into it knowing what to expect. Totally. Right. When you open up your business today. You're not looking for a good problem. I'm not looking for what's the next thing. Like, you know how hard it is to get the human being to do physical activity beyond like just standing up. Like most humans don't. I just finished this book by Daniel Lieberman called Exercised. It's freaking awesome. And they take uh, he takes a look at how we never evolved to exercise. Right, like our we didn't evolve to become these exercise people. As a matter of fact, we evolved to be the opposite. In order for the human organism to take over the world effectively, it's kind of what happened, right? What is the chief thing that the human organism would need to do to be able to take over the world? Well, be able to reproduce, like reproduction, right? Like have more of us, oh, right? Yeah. Like we need to be able to have more of us, right? And so the human body is actually evolved to store as much energy as possible to keep for the process of reproduction, right? That is it. That's what we... So at all other points in time, when not reproducing or creating more offspring, our body wants to spend no calories. That's what we evolved to do. Right. Now, that was unrealistic for, for a lot of ever, reasons. Yeah. For eons, we yeah. had to like walk and gather and hunt and do things. And just in the last like 100 generations or so, we really don't have to do much. We don't have to do any of that. And in the last like few generations, we literally don't fucking have to stand up, right? Like you literally don't need to stand up today. You could have food, water, shelter, uh, communication, community, support, safety. You could literally order all of those things on your app, right? Uh You could order all. From your couch. From your seated position. You do not need to stand up. And the body is so happy because of that. Because that's what it wanted to do. It wanted to preserve energy so it could reproduce, Okay. That's the book in a nutshell. Fucking read it, okay? It's my job for one hour to try to get you to do some wild shit. All right, that's really hard because I'm working against hundreds of generations of evolution to try to get you to do some fucking burpees and box jumps, right? right. And then now I've got fear-mongering, government oversight, like <laughs> swipe left news yeah. Nazis, and uh, and looky lose looking in my window, like just make it harder, you know. Um, well, it's, it, getting from zero to one's already hard. Yeah. Likewise for you, get from zero. To one. The the thing that makes it all work, the thing that keeps E three open, and I'm not like I'm not tooting out. It's one individual. Like, okay, you need me to write this plan. You need me to put this in play. We need to do this now. We got to do that. Okay, we'll do this. We'll pivot. We'll do park workouts. We're going to do virtual for a little bit just to get you to there. All right, we're going to do spacing inside the gym. We're going to change the structure. We're going to do it this way. We're going to space out the cardio equipment. Guys, we're going to program a little different. Our schedule is going to be off. We're going to do it this way. One person, right? I'm going to make that work. And, and that's... For the bike shop, you said we make it work. Yeah. You have you have all the – like it comes down to the people element, it's real. It's really the thing, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I feel exercised, exorcised, not exercised. Oh man, that was a. You know, sometimes this last reporter called. He goes, "Hey man, I saw you were on this article, and I want to talk to you about it." And I was like, "What's your angle?" 
Where, where are you coming at me from, bro? Like a lot of, you know, like a non-biased situation or you know, like a certain... Because you can make me sound however I want. Like your Santa Cruz guy. You can sound... No bikes till May 2022. You can make me sound however you want. So I'd be interested in what people think after hearing the plight of a small business owner in this era, mm-hmm. this time. Um, we're not trying to sound bitchy, right? Like, no, and, and like for me, I, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude yeah. for the fact that we haven't, you know, never were we were our backs against the wall where we were in a situation where we had to cut staff or, or reduce hours. Like the, the gratitude and thankfulness, thankfulness of that, um, it, it, it it's immeasurable. Um, so it, it's not to say that like I have, you know, base camp is experiencing all the success and I'm upset about it. Cause that's super not the fucking case. Like at all, at all, at all. Um, but it, it, it's, 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 I don't want to say it's hard cause it's, it's not hard cause there's like real the hard shit. Challenge yeah. For sure. It's, for it's literally learning new shit every day or becoming comfortable. I've done business at a bike shop a certain way for 20 years as far as everything and all of it's out the window. And so every day is learning a new thing or becoming comfortable with the thought of ordering 26 of a single model from a bike company that you didn't even see a picture, a retail price or a spec list from, but just knowing that if you don't, you won't have bikes because that's the fucking reality, right? And like, that's how bike business is done right now. And for me, that's scary as shit, but you just do it. You're like, that's the, okay, fine. That's the, that's the problem for today is getting, wrapping my mind around ordering bikes that I don't know what the fuck they are. Okay, cool. We'll work through that problem. Mm-hmm. Cause I know the solution to that problem is having bikes to sell next year. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's different than anything either of us have ever experienced. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the silver, I guess the, the, the button on or the bow on this little package <laughs> is that, you know, we're, we've surpassed a year and then some, Yep. and, uh, oh my gosh, the rock keeps spinning. Yeah. Right. This. Yeah. Like, we're all still here to bitch about it. Yeah, right. Like, like, <laughs> oh my God, wait a second. Um, it's all going to be, it's, it's all still. And that's the big, that's the big breath. Right. Yeah. Um, is that, it's all going to work out, man. So, I mean, end of the day, it's a good problem to have. Hey, more people ride bikes, <laughs> and the people that come to my gym are fucking healthy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, no doubt. So, we're stoked about it. Well, thanks for letting us vent. Um, as I said, you know, when we conceptualized the episode, it's like, whatever, we have this platform. They just have to listen to it. <laughs> listen to it, don't listen to it. We had fun. <laughs> no, we did. And it, it's, it's refreshing to be a bit more vulnerable and honest as like the owners of these companies, because yeah, when you open these doors tomorrow or when I go into the gym in the next half hour, right. They're not going to get this version, right. They're going to get the like, dude, let's do it. That's what we're here. Right. Totally. Um, not because that's false. That's just, that's my role there. And it's been nice to be able to like be a little bit more open and like, just, this is the shit, man. Yep. Absolutely. Well, that's going to wrap us up for today, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. See you. You're weak, you're done So get the fuck out You're weak, you're done So get the fuck out
Fuck out!